Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Missouri Valley with head coach Cindy Stein from Southern Illinois, number one in the Valley right now in first place. Cindy, how does that sound? It sounds fantastic, but you know, you know, as a coach, you're always worried about the next ones, right? So um, <laughs> we're hanging on by a thread. Well, I don't know about hanging on by a thread, but the next one, since you brought it up, is a great transition to Missouri State. You know them so well. They've been the team that has actually won the Valley the last several years, uh, a lot of years, actually. Uh, but you are right now the only team at 6-1 and one in the league. Um, what is it going to take to get a win this weekend? Well, I Two think, wins. Yeah, we obviously we play them twice in, in three days, and we've got to be ready. I mean, obviously, no one finding ways to score, finding different ways to score. They're a great defensive team. A great rebounded team. You got to keep them off the boards. I mean, there's just you, you've got to play as close to perfect as you can to beat Missouri State. Well, one of the things that that you have going for you is the incredible maturity and development of Mackenzie, Sylvie, and Abby Brockmeyer. Those two kids are amazing to me. I mean, I love watching them because they play so hard. Where have you seen the greatest development in their games? I've seen them just grow as a group, honestly. Um, those three used to play horrible together. So I tell everybody all that all the time. It's like they don't believe me because it's just like they really didn't have a good feel. And they've just learned how to play with each other. They understand each other's strengths and weaknesses, and they help each other out. And, you know, our other players are obviously doing a lot of things to make sure that they're giving them the ball where they're going to be the most successful. Um, but their communication just um, – you know, some of the stuff that they do on the floor is very natural. Um, and that's just, we're giving them a lot of time, obviously, to uh, play together and because they play so well together now. So I'm sure Abby celebrates the fact that McKenzie is the all-time leading scorer because they just seem like they go together sort of like peanut butter and jelly to me. I mean, they just, they just blend. Um, what has McKenzie done from her freshman year to this point to be able to be the kind of offensive player that you needed her to be. Well, McKenzie's put in a lot of hard work on figuring out how to score and the different layers, you know, she's now getting to the basket. She's getting to the foul line. Um, I know I harped on her all last year. I'm like, you are like a 90% free throw shooter, but you don't shoot any. So, you know, you got to find ways to get to the line. Um, she's doing that. Uh, she's got a really good pull up jumper. Now I think she started out just as a straight up three point shooter and, She's just found all the different layers. Plus, she's such a great passer. Um, she doesn't always get as much attention um, about her passing, but she's a, an excellent passer and, and can thread the needle. I always remark about the Missouri Valley being a great coaches league. I think the teams are good. The product is outstanding, and the coaching is exceptional. Now, what is your take on it uh, from I your perspective? Well, obviously, I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, the, the two new coaches this year at Indiana State and Evansville, I mean, doing tremendous yeah. things. I mean, those guys, that's not easy games. You can't uh, take anything for granted from anybody in the conference. 
Uh, Mary at Valparaiso brings a very unique style and that's very hard to guard and um, great shooters. And, you know, you always have the Drakes and the UNIs and the Missouri States and Illinois States. So it's, you know, everybody is just very, very talented and everybody works their butt off and you've got to be ready. You cannot take a, a game off. Cindy, it's, it's kind of fun to watch you go through this final year, watching um, your retirement at the beginning of the season. And we know what you've given to the game and how much you've enjoyed every stop that you've been at and how much you've contributed and helped, um, you know, make the places better uh, before you left. And so, I mean, when you go back to your JUCO All-American days and you look at what you've done and, and your service to the game, I know you're, you're going to say you haven't had time to reflect because you want it to be about the kids. And I've heard you say that a hundred times, but I know that you have taken some time to think about what, what this means to be able to have the season that you're having at this particular time. Well, you know, obviously, you know, allowing your players to be players and, and students, I think is huge. And I think that's your greatest reward as a coach. I didn't get into this business because of the pay. Um, I think I was my first job was thirteen thousand um, dollars. Um, I got it because I love the kids. I I know what the coaches did for me when I was growing up, making me accountable and and um, you know integrity and all character and all that stuff. And and I wanted to obviously try to do the same thing. And um, but I also am a coach that likes our the to give some players some freedom too, right? Um, I give people second chances. Those are just things that I've learned throughout my life. And, and I want to be able to be that kind of coach as well. And, and obviously I want to finish strong. I'm thinking about second chances and I'm wondering how many times you got a second chance for some of your off the court activities. Well, I would tell you, I got a lot of second chances. So, um, you know, I was a little hyper kid, so um, I got a lot of second chances from coaches and, and, uh, those coaches, uh, made me a, a better person every time that I deal with them. I still deal with some of my former coaches and, um, they're awesome to have around as great mentors. When you're a player, sometimes you don't always realize what your coach is actually trying to help you with so that when you mature and grow up in 20 years from now, you look back and you go, wow. What an incredible experience I had playing for so-and-so. In your case, Cindy Stein, your players that played for you 20-plus years ago, um, I know that you have heard from some of them. You must have heard from some of them during this final year. What are some of the things that you're, you're getting them uh, or they're, they're giving you in terms of uh, messaging from their experience? Yeah, I've heard from a lot of different people and it is, it's great to hear from them because, um, you know, when you're coaching, you don't have a, any other life, right? So it's sometimes so hard to get to uh, stay in touch with everybody, but, um, you know, it's been nice. I mean, I hear a lot of stories um, of things that I suspected <laughs> and that uh, they actually did do. Um, so those are some funny stories. I'm glad I didn't know them at the time, um, but, uh, you know, just a lot of people that, uh, you know, that I actually push really hard. And it's funny, some of the kids that, uh, and they're not kids anymore, they have kids of their own, um, that I've probably pushed the hardest are the ones that probably give me the most thanks, you know, for doing this and, and uh, helping me and those type of things. And that's, that means a lot. I don't think the statute of limitations ever runs out on the player coach relationship. Like there's just some things that you just don't ever want your coach to know, right? That's correct. 
That's correct. <laughs> okay, so I want to shift it now to talking about teammates because I've not had this conversation with any of the other coaches in the league. And and you and I go way back, so we've been friends for a long time. And I know some of your teammates, and I know what they mean to you. I know the value of that relationship that you build in college and, and you carry it forward uh, even to now, you know, 30 plus years or, you know, since you, since we played, um, when you think about being a good teammate and what values you got from being a good teammate years ago that you try to teach to your kids right now, um, what would those be? Well, I think the biggest one was is to accept people for who they are and not try to make people who you want them to be. Um, and have that kind of limitations on them. I just think that that gets you in a lot of trouble as a teammate. I've always had great uh, teammates that have accepted me for who I am, whether, you know, I was very, very uh, competitive on the court. Obviously, I like to laugh a lot. Um, so <laughs> sometimes they were trying to make me laugh on the court and I wasn't having anything of it, you know, so but they learned how to play with me because of that, too. And, and same thing, vice versa. I had to make them sometimes more serious. Um, so. Those are the, some of the things that just the competition, you know, that you um, I remember, you know, one of my best friends, Michelle Vossen, her and I going head to head at Illinois. Um, we both wanted to play the point guard position and they had to separate us on a lot of occasions, you know, but we were also best friends. But it's like you can be best friends yeah. and still challenge each other. And I think that was the biggest thing that, you you know, I learned as a player. And, and uh, sometimes it was hard, um, but uh it meant more that we were always, we could always go back and be friends. Uh, people may not realize that you might've been the uh, original transfer portal uh, person, <laughs> you know, from your Illinois central college days, your Juco days to playing in Illinois. So you, you really, um, you may have started the transfer portal. Uh, is that true? Could that be true? <laughs> well, you know, back in the day, remember it just, you know, it had gotten from AIAW to NCAA when I was in junior college and our junior college, Illinois Central, we played Southern Illinois. We played Illinois State. We played the University of Illinois. We played Bradley. Um, so and we were very successful. So when I got my opportunity to, to move on, I mean, it uh, you know, I really had to evaluate that. Um, and I probably went to a high academic school just to see if I could actually study hard. Uh, <laughs> I think I had to use all my teammates' ACT scores to get in, though. <laughs> well, don't say that because we don't want to be going back now and tracking back to checking out your resume after all these years. I don't, did you even put a resume together to, to get a coaching job? I mean, today, it's so different to get a job. You've got agents and, you know, the, the underbelly of how it works to try to help people get jobs. Did you ever put a resume together? Yeah, I mean, of course I did. I mean, that was back in the olden days. You had to do that a little bit. So, um, but, you know, I did have some great opportunities. So I, I appreciate everybody that did hire me, despite my reputation. <laughs> Can you uh, share any of your quips or funny things that you may have said to another coach or an official? I mean, I know of some that I, I think about when I think when I think about you, I just think they're so good. I mean, can you share a couple or are you saving some for the second yeah. time around with the Valley to hit some of these coaches up? You know, uh, you know, the, the one that always comes to my mind is cause we, you know, I, I like to talk about officials, obviously. And one of my first officials as a head coach, I was at Emporia state university and his first name was diamond. 
I have no idea what his last name was, but his name was Diamond. And so, you know, he introduces him stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm going to work really hard to make sure that, you know, a Diamond is a girl's best friend. And he just, uh, he looked at me and, but I did think I got a lot of calls that game. So, but, uh, you know, that's just uh, one of those things that, uh, you know, you just, you just, I'm more in that moment. I can't think of what I'm going to say. It just happens at that time. Yeah, I, I, one of my favorite ones that I, I love to tell about you is when you were at Missouri and you played Stanford, I was calling the game. And when you shook Tara Vanderveer's hand at the beginning of the game, now Tara's the all-time winningest coach in the history of the game. You care to share that? Do you remember? Well, you know, I was just, we, you know how you just kind of talk about different things when you're uh, greeting each other. And she really doesn't know me from Adam. And, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, just awesome to be here and playing Stanford and your kids and you guys are so smart and, I'm like, gosh, even you, I mean, you're like known as the genius. So what's the biggest word, you know? <laughs> and she looked at me and I think she just kind of walked away. <laughs> I'm like, she's probably thinking this, this person's crazy. Oh, that is so good because you probably caught her off guard and maybe it affected the first five minutes of the game. Who knows? You know, <laughs> you could have shook her up so much. <laughs> it's so right, good. Cindy. Right. Well, are you are you getting any gifts on the road? Like, uh, are the other coaches treating you well as you travel your final time through the valley? Well, we haven't had too many trips yet, but uh, you know, us getting wins is all the the uh, presents <laughs> I need. Um, so that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I've had a couple people tell me that they will provide my favorite beverage when I get there, and um, I always appreciate a, a good beverage on the road. Uh, also, um, since you know, it's the last year. I mean, I feel comfortable saying this. You've got a uh, quite a selection of elixirs in your office, if I may. <laughs> I've had to change it up a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been very um, grateful to receive a post-game uh, elixir. Yep. After okay. I've called some of your games, it's it's very generous of you and very unique because not many coaches have any sort of um, potions in their office. Well, and sometimes I've had to um, persuade some people in stripes that, you know, they've got a really good opportunity ahead if, if they pick up their play calling a little bit. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I couldn't be more excited for you. Um, I think you, if I believe you were picked preseason number eight and here you sit in first place, it would be an outstanding retirement present for you, Cindy, to watch you walk away with a championship. Well, we have a long way to go, Debbie, but, uh, you know, our kids are playing hard, and that's, you know, half the battle. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for how much you've impacted my career, how much you've helped me learn, uh, how much you've kept me straight, and how much you've, you've really uh, poured into so many other people like me around the game. So I I'm so, I'm so glad that you took the time to be with us here, and I'm so grateful that you're having a great year. Well, I appreciate you, Debbie, and everything that you do for the Valley. Uh, you're helping us, obviously, market our great brand that we have in the Missouri Valley Conference. Keep it rolling, Cindy. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Debbie.